This episode of Future Break is brought to you by Discord, the best way to keep the conversation going after the show. Join the Future Break server and you can see updates and even help contribute to the show. That's right. You can join us at discord.gg slash future break. That's again, discord.gg slash future break. We'll see you there. Hey, I'm Serge. And I'm Peter. And you're listening to Future Break. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Future Break Podcast, part of the Podglomerate Network. And this is the podcast where we talk about emerging technology, human behavior, and what it all means for the future. And today, we're talking about WWDC, or the Worldwide Developers Conference. And to me, I think the best one yet. Yeah? Yeah. I like how you say W-W. <laughs> Got a Texas twang w. in there. Yeah. Yeah. This uh, strategy. This was a good one, man. Yeah. This was a good. Uh, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But um, I thought it was great. Yeah. I. The sentiment around the Internet is kind of mixed. You know, some people are like, oh, this is the most boring pot uh, WWDC that I've seen. And others are like, this is amazing. This solves all the little things that we've been asking for pleading <laughs> apple for well, years there's actually clarity in this conference in my opinion yeah uh yeah totally totally on some things everyone's like been speculating so yeah well we've been kind of uh out of recording for a while but we're back in the future break studios yes peter what what happened to you dude you were you were kind of yeah was, gone uh, for a while was gone for a while uh, what, what did you do <laughs> You got, you got to tell everyone. I participated in economic development for the state of South Dakota by um, supporting um, the hunting association by going prairie, by. Dog, <laughs> prairie dog hunting on the on the West River. Okay, what so. what is tell tell us about that? You, you really want, okay? Just real quick. Want, just, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Long story short, um, in the state of South Dakota and North Dakota, I think even Montana a little bit. Uh, Prey dogs are one of the biggest nuisance to ranchers. Mm-hmm. I know they're cute little things, but mm-hmm. they actually breed faster than rabbits. Really? Yes. Jeez. They carry the plague. As a matter of fact, the first <laughs> what? The like first, the plague? Yeah, the, the plague? bubonic plague. The first, the first, uh, the first place we were going to go to that the guy had been like, "Oh, check it out." There was one dog left. Ooh. So, and how that works is the flea that carries that. It needs an act, a, a live host. So once everything dies off, the, technically the, the flea dies as well. But that's how it still can mm. transfer to another. It transfers another dog. That dog goes to another town and transfers. To, anyways, mm-hmm. there were some, some issues with that in the area there. And quite frankly, the ranchers just don't like it eating all the grass because um, of all the cattle that need it. Yeah. And yeah. since it's literally big sky country. Yeah, I saw some unless photos. You f- unless... I mean, they try to poison them as, because like, it, it, it'll just keep going. Like that, it just it will just get bigger it, and bigger and bigger and bigger. It's a real big problem, is what you're saying, then. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, it can it can be a really bad thing, and then you throw in a little bit of every now and then a rattlesnake or yeah something like that, and that kind of makes life interesting out there. Anyways, it's a it's just a it's a it's a fun time to go out and just realize. Man, the the country that I live in right now, and the the, the crazy terrain and typography mm-hmm. is 
you can see for miles. It's just on these buttes and st- anyways, whatever. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was interesting. It's like he, he didn't just go on vacation. He went prairie <laughs> dog hunting. <laughs> so, anyways. well, uh, we're going to just jump in today, just right away to the to the content, to the episode. Um, so as, as kind of uh, a lot of you know, maybe if you don't, uh, Apple has what they call WWDC, Worldwide Developers Conference, that um, is held every year around June, kind of beginning of June. And that's where you get to hear about all the cool software stuff that they've been working on. Um, most of the time it's it's specifically software focused, but there's there's some hardware announcements that happened last year. But this year we really didn't hear any hardware announcements. No, we didn't. At least not really an teasing. I mean, I'm sure yeah. we might see something in September, but... But um, this year was was definitely a, a shift from last year. I would say um, last year they announced iOS 11, which was which you know is what most of you that have iPhones are probably running on right now. Um, great features, but they've had to patch so many updates lately on iOS 11, and. Um, there was there were some pretty high level bugs that happened, um, which which a lot of people just didn't like that, you know. Apple is known for being the polished company, right? right? Yeah, polished stuff. And, and granted, there's no such thing as a bug free app or anything like that. But for the most part, some of these big things they just normally wouldn't happen with an Apple release, and so right. people started kind of questioning. I think like, what's going on with Apple? What what are they doing there? And um, I think what what my big takeaway is is iOS 12, which was announced at WWDC. It really is meant to take the good stuff from iOS 11 and just make things work. Yeah, I would I would agree. I would agree with that. It's kind of like everything got a shot in the arm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, a, a good shot. I mean, wow. Like big uh, features were were fixed, you know, big bugs were fixed. Um, and I, I was interesting that they started off with iOS 12 is all about speed. Mm-hmm. And they started off with that saying, because what, what's been happening with a lot of older devices, when you update to iOS 11, it just becomes almost unusable. You know, things take so long to, to load. Um, yeah. You know, apps like... Like even a, the keyboard pop up, I, I I never noticed this until you know it, it happened a little bit ago with an older device that I was using. The keyboard takes a while to pop up on an older device, and it's like, okay, it's not a huge deal in the grand scheme of things, but I mean, you want your software to work quickly, so yeah, you wanted to. So they they really focused on um, basically optimizing the software, the the system software to work really fast on all kinds of devices. And the older the device, the faster it usually is is what sounds like sounds like the faster it works is what they kind of talked about. As far as like the absolute improvements. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So like it was really slow. Now with an older device, it should be pretty pretty fast. You know, when you're pulling up a you know what I'm thinking though as, as we're whatever. talking about this? Yeah, what's up? The underlining statement of that does that mean that the uh, the battery 
life is going to go down a little faster than... Well, I don't know. <laughs> because that used to be the reason why they would slow it down, right? Yeah, I um, I don't know. I I, I just realized that. I, so maybe a little throw in there like, hey, we'll yeah. give you what you want, but careful what you ask for. Well, they, they, always have, they always optimize, you know, battery... I agree. Metrics, it's not like, like that. Yeah, it's not like they're trying to not, but they're ignoring that or something yeah. like that. But. So let's kind of let's kind of dig in. There's there's quite a few announcements um, yep. that that I think are worth talking about. Um, did you have a favorite, Peter? Uh, you know what? One of the ones that was just nice to see, and I guess I'm kind of curious what this is going to look like, was. Uh, it sounds strange, but for your watch, mm-hmm. watch OS five. Yep, they made a big deal about podcasts. Yeah, they did. They did. And with the watch currently, there's not an app or any way to do that in such a way that you could actually. There's not really good podcasting app mm-hmm. in the sense of I believe you can download and play. Now that's the part that I feel like they were still ambiguous to me on, like ambiguous about i should say is was it can you download the music or essentially to your watch sure. um so that was one thing i mean it's just for, for what it's worth i thought the they talked about ar from the get-go yeah and i don't know like that what i'm so confused about is is, is it this close to like the hands of just so many normal individuals i mean adobe got up there and talked and said hey the ar almost let's say kit or what it's not that's not the right phrase there was some sort of specific i can't remember what it was but is it part of our adobe suite Mm -hmm. you can start playing with and i was just like what in the world (laughs) i mean that just went from potentially something that was a little more difficult and mm-hmm. i'm not saying there's going to be a learning curve anyways but uh, to somebody who has adobe suite i mean that's yeah yeah that's 50 60 bucks a month and they can start playing around with ar stuff potentially uh, not to mention what i thought was interesting was i my son was watching this with me mm-hmm and they're showing the, you know, the Lego guys up there, and they take a Lego building set, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they just completely look at it through the iPad, and it becomes a interactive city. Mm-hmm. And it's just playing with it and running around and doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And another guy hops in. And there's this part of me that thinks, like, is this what Legos is going to look like now in the future? I had the same thought, too. Is it? He's like we're. He's like we're taking the physical product and we're also now making interacting digitally. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, well, so is this one of those things that we're going to look at five years from now and be like, and this shift happened two years later, it became <laughs> primarily digital versus you know, <laughs> physical. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. I. 
so those are some of the things that stuck up that yeah. stuck up my mind as we're talking about it. So yeah, with with the AR, you know, Apple announced AR Kit 2.0, yeah, um, and which really I think like like you were saying, kind of really legitimizes and and really brings brings the capabilities of AR to um to be more useful. I would say right. So if you're playing a game, you can now play with a second person. You know, imagine you could play a game of Battleship, for example, or something like that, or like a, you know, flying uh, simulator game or something just with another person and that you guys can both see the same things in, in AR. And it really does bring that um, that needed connection, I think, that, that was missing from AR kit number one. Mm. Um, and they've they've obviously worked out different, like you can... You can now, as a developer, detect different planes. So before yes. you could do like only horizontal. Now you could do vertical, vertical as well, and just different things. Um, it's what I really liked is they announced um, a new file format. Um, I don't know why I like when when Apple does this stuff. Like when they say, "Oh, we have a new file format." I actually don't know why you like this either. Uh, is this is this what Adobe was talking? About? That's what I'm trying to. Yeah, think yeah. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah. So I like it because, um, I think about the background of that, like. <laughs> so they they okay so they they. <laughs> let me in explain. The back was like, let me explain. Can we do an MSG dot MSG? <laughs> no. So they they created a new file format called USDZ, which is basically yes. optimized for sharing. Um, GIFs and videos that share that have 3D graphics or animations in them. Yeah. Yeah. So we think, oh, it's just a file format. It's, it's just, just <laughs> dot something, you know, four, three, four letters at the end of a of, of a file name. No, there's so much that needs to be built into that. And my mind just kind of goes the there. 3D, the 3D image, right? Yeah, yeah. Interactive 3D yep. image. So, which uh, is really nice because, you know, you have those 360 product views sometimes right. on yep. like like a guitarcenter.com or something right yeah this would help um standardize that for for companies that want to do that and make it simple and so i'm like that's that's awesome yes okay you know? so that's that's what i was talking about earlier that's what mm-hmm. it means i was trying to remember the file it it what it to your point it standardizes it makes it it makes it simplistic yeah that makes yeah groups um one other factor I think that this does is that everything that they were showing with AR, not that it couldn't be done with your phone, but the primary tool for that that they would highlight with was the iPad. Mm-hmm. And I do think that that will probably give a little more life to the iPad as well yeah. Um, yeah. to have, to play around with AR. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, my. Well, we, Pe- I do I have that? I don't know. I just showed Peter on my phone. Uh, we we have the developer beta beta running. That's, yes, we have iOS twelve on our phones right now. Um, beta and on, okay for my experience. I know you've had a little bit more buggy experience. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, I don't know why. I don't know why. It's maybe the Google services that you have. Well, it's you. You go first. Listen. Okay. You go first. You share your listen, experience. Listen to this, guys. I've been running iOS 12 beta 1 which is historically the most buggy like well, it, yeah, <laughs> drains it, your you battery. know it is. It's 
it's, it's like it's like every year. How bad is it going to be? I know. <laughs> you know what I did is I took out my car charger in preparation for this because I'm like I'm going to be tied to that thing for two three weeks. Um, but honestly, it has been so nice. It I, I there's still some bugs here right. and there for me for my iPhone eight. But it has been so nice. Things are loading super quick. And this is without them optimizing it. Huh, I never actually thought maybe. Um, things, yeah, like like one thing that they talked about is the camera, you know, pulling up the camera just loads a lot faster. And you could totally see that when you when you were trying it with iOS 12. Now, you're thinking maybe, well, who cares about that, right? That's, that's a, it's just a camera. But a lot of times when you need to get that shot, it's like you got to be quick. And <laughs> you got to pull out the camera, boom, take the shot. So they, they've really optimized that. The keyboard speed mm. is quicker now. And then even the sharing, uh, the share, the quick share, um, what do they call it, drawer or whatever, Yeah, that pops out quick too. Um, so just really nice speed enhancements. They'll come later on and probably polish everything even further. So I, I expect this to be like, stinking fast i don't know it's funny you say that i actually do now as i'm doing this thing mm-hmm. okay maybe it's a little just a tiny bit faster doesn't it pop up things so for me i think the biggest i think the biggest thing was all the mac enhancements that are coming but i want to want to talk about that here in a, in a minute but oh yeah with ios there's just there's a lot of really great tweaks that they've had it and which which phone is that this is the iphone 8 is what i have iphone 8 yeah yep. Yep. so i have i have the 10 mm-hmm. which quite frankly was buggy when it was released a little bit um but uh face id i will say one thing that was nice is they talked about an alternate face yeah so yeah. i set my wife up on that um and uh anyways and that's that's where it ends. Um, okay, for you. <laughs> hey, we're just beta one, Peter. Come on. Oh, I'm I'm excited for either <laughs> the app to be updated or the yeah. Uh, half of my it seemed like when I first got it, at least half of the primary apps I mm-hmm. used just would it would never load it. Yeah, it just never would. Um, pretty much all Google apps outside of the Google Calendar app, which I kind of found interesting. Mm-hmm. Boom, just just would not open for yeah. me. Uh, the most notable one, YouTube huh. or Gmail. Interesting. Those two just will never. But like I said, that is something that could be kind of maybe just an iOS 10 thing. I would also say <clears throat> because it's Google, I'm not thinking anytime soon that's going to get fixed. That might not get fixed till a month prior to well, a month of. So give yeah, and again, full disclaimer here. This is this is beta. This yeah. is we're we're kind of yes, testing I should, this I should out. Clarify. So this is completely beta. Yeah. Um. So what what though have I liked? Uh, there's been some things with. You know, I do find it's hard to describe people, but there's kind of this interesting note. The no, the group notifications. Yeah. We didn't talk about that. Yeah. I mean, okay, Android had it before us. For like it, but 10 years. Yeah, I was going to. So um, welcome to the party, well, I was. We're, yeah. So group notifications is nice. What all that means is if you, if you have 
20 message notifications and five notifications from email or something like that, it shows up as two unless you click on it. Yeah. Expands. Yeah. Which is really nice. Um, Really nice. Because it's got the, it's, it's just, it's a lot easier to consume that, you know, right. Especially when you wake up in the morning, you've got all your newsletters that came in overnight, you know, you're like, Oh crap. So much stuff going on here. Right. So, um, the other thing that I really liked was, um, just some tweaks that they made to do not disturb. And I'm still trying to figure all that out. It's yeah. like doing stuff for, I mean, for what it's worth, about 90% of my day, I'm on do not disturb. Yeah. Well, you, anyway, you're kind of weird, Peter. Let's just say that. I just, by the way, I, <laughs> I feel like people, yeah, when they're, when Tim Cook's like, I'm trying to give people a little more freedom. And I'm like, you know, it's telling me like, hey, we're going to put your phone on do not disturb for your sleep time. I'm like, it's already on do not disturb. You need to give me a notification. About yeah. That, but. Well, before, before when you put your phone on do not disturb, which like I have it set from 11 to 7 in the morning, mm-hmm. um, it would, any email or any text I get that's not part of my, you know, favorites list would just not wake the display, not show up. But sometimes like I'll wake up early in the morning or wake up before I, before I have to wake up um, for work or whatever. And I would see like notifications and I'm like, oh, you, I got to, I got to engage and look at that. I got to read through it, you know? Right. And here it's like, well, it kind of hides everything and puts your phone almost in a kind of a sleep state. Sleep state. You know? Yeah. And it's like, well, it doesn't even show you anything. It just says your phone is on do not disturb. Once it's out of there, then it starts gradually um, showing you, you the the notifications notifications that came in. Um What's another 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 one that they've they've uh, another feature that they've added is like just you can manage the notifications a little bit better, so you can say, hey, I still want to be notified with my email, but I don't want to be disturbed, so I can I can have everything just go to the notification center and not actually show up to for um like as a ding or or as a you know as an actual message that came in right. That way you keep still receiving those messages, but then at the same time, you're not overloaded with, you know, 15 newsletter emails every day. So right. it's a it's a cool feature. Um one thing, have you have you played around with the shortcuts thing? Um the Siri shortcuts? I'm still trying to figure this out. I have not played around with it yet, no. I have I have so there's this thing called shortcuts. Which is probably more highlighted as Siri shortcuts, which just mm-hmm. to put things in perspective, Siri shortcuts is not just talking about this concept of Siri, you know, hey Siri, do X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. You can tell her to do that, mm-hmm. but it's almost like the whole system has ideas of what it should do. So, um, for example, Serge and I were talking this morning, mm-hmm. chat or messaging back, say messaging back and forth. When I do my shortcuts, Siri Justin shortcuts, it's also it's got my apps that it would normally do mm-hmm. on iOS 11. Below that, it says, "Hey, send a message to Surge based on my most re- recent activity." Yeah. yeah. And so it's not only telling me apps, but actually other tasks that yeah, other suggestions that will be interesting. I will say that I I found t- two really interesting Siri like 
shortcuts or Siri suggestions that came up. One of them is when you miss a call, yeah, it'll actually, you know, even if you dismiss the call or if you don't dismiss it um, in the notifications, it'll actually have a Siri shortcut. Hey, you missed a call from your wife or right. from your mom or yeah. whatever. You can then click on that and Siri will say, Siri will let you, will actually call for you, which is really cool. Um, the other thing, so this is this is cool. Uh, on my calendar, I had lunch with um, so-and-so booked on my calendar. So Siri, I gave Siri access to my calendar and Siri knows now, oh, hey, you're going to lunch with this person. Um, I can put your phone in do not disturb mode. I think it, the, the wording was like, hey, looks like you have an important lunch. You have an important meeting. Would you like me to turn do not disturb on? I was like, that is awesome. That is so cool. I was driving to lunch and it, and it notified me and I turned it on. Siri, it's always on. Stop telling me. <laughs> no, but let me live my life, Siri. Me, okay. <laughs> yeah. But wanted a boss, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have purchased an iPhone. No, I. I think it's gonna be helpful. So, now before we dive into one of the thing with shortcuts, I wanted to talk about. Let's do an ad for from our sponsors. This episode of Future Break is brought to you by Discord, which is one of our favorite new apps. Uh, Discord is just a great way that uh, you can stay connected to the show, to us after the show. So yeah. we know that you listen to us and thank you for doing that. But if you want to get a little bit more um interaction with us with peter and i direct engagement if you will exactly you can jump on discord and we keep the conversation going there so we've set up different channels for different topics so you know for example one is just a general channel or room chat room per se that you can go in just we just talk about random stuff others we can talk about the future newsflash and different episodes and so is a great community there and uh we'd love to have you on there absolutely so yes, we recommend you go and check out Discord and you can find us, our channel, at discord.gg forward slash future break. And a thank you to those who um, have come out and actually participated. No, I should participate. Like started to yeah. join the conversation quite literally and uh, been talking with us, bringing up cool things, different ideas. Truly grateful for that. So. Yeah. So again, that's uh, discord.gg slash future break. If you want to join the show, you can download a mobile app or you can do even one for your desktop or just within the browser. So there's many different ways to stay engaged and connected. And we're going to try to use that as a platform to announce uh, different things and cool cool stuff that we're going to talk about. So yes, we'd love to see you in, in Discord. Indeed. And lastly... Thanks to Discord for making this possible. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Shortcuts. Yeah. So, and one of the things they talked about was like, Siri, I'm coming home. And all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. Lights fired up, nest kicking off heat, you know, like <laughs> fire burning when you, you get, get home. jacuzzi. <laughs> Temperature set and all that. Welcome home. Your meal is ready. 
tell us about this, Peter. You're you're a big like workflow guy. I'm just guy, trying to you? imagine. Um, it's like Siri coming home. Yes. Uh, reminder. It's date night. Oh, you gotta be kidding me! Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, shall I trigger the babysitter? <laughs> Short cut. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I think I think there's some excited man. There's. It's hard to describe, but what it is is there's a there's a program online or uh, if this then that. So just like mm-hmm. fires fire like if the weather is X, message me or whatever. Mm-hmm. This does it to a new level of. In my opinion, when it comes to your personal phone device that you tell Siri to give her a command, essentially, that you customize with her or him, if by now, whatever you want to make Siri, and it goes. And it just, like you said, coming home, it just starts putting things in motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that I have been experimenting with here lately is the Philips Hue lights. I don't mm. know if you've heard of these. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it's like a full color spectrum yeah. in the light bulb. Yeah. Uh, but it's also, I can turn them on off without turning the light switch on or off and things like that. And, and if I could, if I say coming home, literally, it, that could be a situation where I have a trigger set that I say coming home and it turns on the lights. Yeah. So basically, this is kind of like which is just one piece of the puzzle, I guess I should say. But. Yeah, this is this is um think of this as like a recipe that you can build with Siri. You can say, "Hey, the trigger sentence is and you know, "Hey Siri, I'm coming home." And then from there, you can say like, "Okay, turn on my you said what is it Philips Hue, right?" Yeah. Turn on my Philips Hue. Um and then set my thermostat, my Nest thermostat to 70 degrees. And then, you know, you could basically build a whole recipe of things that you want to happen when you come home. Um, which is a really cool feature, which is, um, and it doesn't have to be necessarily directly related to your home. It could be like, hey, Siri, uh, I need groceries. And maybe you have Instacart or some kind of grocery mm. app, you know, that you're using a lot. Um, and if you say that tr- that word, the, the trigger word or phrase, I need groceries, you can set it up where Instacart will just buy your standard fare of groceries that you normally buy and start sh- and ship it to you. So, I mean, it makes things just, if you think about it, you can do things so, so much quicker. Now... The question I have with this feature, it's great, but who's going to use it? Really? Yeah. This is more, this is a more, I I personally feel this is a more techie developer tool than, you know, my mom or grandma or, 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 you know, your Uncle Larry, that's that's out there. That has just a phone, just because they need that's it. That's a good point. I, I think there's something to be said though about you, you know maybe you and I are thinking of like complex things. Yeah, I mean Siri missed call, and it like triggers off a a message. And yeah, even just a one thing, one thing. Yeah, um, that that could be beneficial. I don't know. That's that's actually really good. That's a huh. 
Have the... Okay, here's my problem. Though, so, where is this? I think they're building an. There's there's going to be an app. It hasn't come out in. It's uh, not in the beta. In the bit, the okay. first beta yet. Because I've I've been like <laughs> you've been looking for it. I want to build something, oh, you know. But yeah, it's it's probably coming out, and it's going to be this. I think this really helps open up Siri, which was was one of the biggest concerns from from companies. Is like Siri is so closed, it's hard to, um, you know, allow our tool or allow our app to interact with it in a in a meaningful way. So this right. really does open that up a little bit, and I think that's that's a good direction from Apple. A good direction they're taking by doing this. Okay, help me. Yes, there was an announcement of we're excited to be working on this, but we're we're keeping it internal for the first year. But in 2019, we're going to be releasing it. Do you know what I'm talking about? What was that? Yes, yes. Was that the was that? Are we moving to the desktop now? Is that it? Is it is? It's the iOS apps can we hold that for one second there's one pretty major feature i want to talk about on okay. iOS 12 all right all right you finish it up this is called screen time so this is a huge shift a huge uh transparency thing that they're adding to ios 12 and so okay. um if you go to your settings app there's going to be a new feature um called screen time and screen time allows you to See what's going on with your phone, how you're using your phone, what apps are you using. Um, you can set limits to apps, so you can say, "I only, <laughs> I can only handle." Okay, where is this again? You just go to settings. Yeah, and then it's an app called Screen Time. Oh, there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And if you enable this, this is really great because you can see every single day. Um, I spend, you know three hours on Instagram. It doesn't, it, you know, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't force you to get off Instagram, but having that transparency and that level of understanding is, you know, it can really help change and, and kind of shift your behavior a little bit. And so um, you can even do downtime, like where you basically schedule away time from your screen. So you say, okay, from 11 at night to six in the morning, I'm just going to put myself in downtime and it won't allow you to use, you can like set different apps that you can allow during that time. So maybe, maybe a good idea is like, maybe you have like a, I don't know, meditation or like devotional time that you do in the morning, right? Every day you do it from seven to eight. Uh, You can set downtime from seven to eight every morning and it would limit your interaction with your phone to whatever app that you pick but you can't but right? it's, but it's a, it's here's my problem with it they talked about you could select specific apps yep i can't see how you do that it only gives me categories of apps oh no you can so you could set app limits yeah so i'm there if you set add you can add a limit add a limit now help um, me what do yep. i do here um there's another way to there's another way to get to that as well. So if you click, <laughs> if you click on your see, this name, is not a good thing. <laughs> well, if you click if I'm on your name, issues. Yeah, so the, uh, they'll probably work out some of these bugs too. If you okay, click on your I name here, my name, and you scroll down, you can actually see which apps you're using. Yes, and then from there, like I have Instagram, I can set a limit. I can click on the timer button, and that'll let me set a limit for Instagram. 
Oh, wow. You see that? Oof. That. Here's I'm a... glad you figured that out. Oh, yeah. Because that, I, okay, that, I don't know. The other thing that it does, which it's, is. It's, a, it's cool, though. Yeah. I, I do think it's and helpful. I other thing it does is it tells you how many times you've picked up your phone. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was a little. Uh... I pick up my phone 12 times per hour. <laughs> 12 times per hour. Wait. Okay, where's where's that again? <laughs> That's on the same on that same screen. You just got pickups here, and then it tells you which apps are sending you the most notifications. So during work times, my my email app, which is like it's called Spark, um, it sends me like eighteen notifications of an hour because just I'm, I have so many emails, you know, which is understandable. But this is really again transparency. Like, what really is notifying me? Is Farmville still notifying me? And do I still want that to notify me, right? I just dated myself with Farmville. But, um, and, and really the other, other great benefit is like if you have a family usage plan with um, iOS, like if you've connected your kids' devices, this is brilliant. This is, exa- <laughs> this is what people yeah. have wanted for years. No, I agree with that. You can actually, lock, so like all the stuff that we're talking about here, you can lock down your family usage you could say, okay, kids, from nine o'clock at night to nine in the morning, your phone, your iPad is useless. You can't use it. <laughs> you can totally shut it down. You can put limits on apps. And if you're the main user, like if you put a limit on your own phone, on Instagram, it'll actually notify you, hey, you've got five minutes of Instagram left. And when you reach that limit, it says, hey, you've reached your limit. It'll give you an option to dismiss, but if it's if you set it up on your kid's phone, I, I know, but it see, won't let you Apple, you. Apple just lost the the teenage teenager now. Why? I just they shut down. They're going <laughs> to shut down messages from nine p.m. till nine a.m. No, that that'd be terrible. Actually, well, you can you can pick different apps that you shut. I so know. maybe it's like you shut down Instagram. You know. Uh, no, but either way, I mean, it is a. I I saw that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. I could help my kids be protected and enjoy an iPad yeah. coloring thing. Or something yeah, like it's that. it it's yeah, and you could set like permissions for, you know, what kind of uh, levels of content they can they can look at different things like that. So, a lot of really really neat, um, just just transparent things that you can now see. Again. We we kind of believe in the individual personal freedom, yeah. right, Peter and I. And this is just that. This is just being transparent. This is showing, hey, this is where you're at. You make the move, dude. That's very true. You know, you wanna you wanna limit your social media consumption? You make the move. And some people need that nudge. They really do. Well, the <laughs> as in as in our marketing world. The data gives big clarity. Yeah. So when absolutely. you when you see like I'm picking up my phone today like twenty times an hour. Right. Like, this is unhealthy. I've got I gotta figure something out. So yeah. okay. Let's move on to that to the yes. next big thing, which which I think personally had some of the bigger, more flashier announcements, which was Mac OS. You so think, you think it was flash? The the that, only announcement I remember from Mac OS, oh, there's two. One, a screen recording 
tool built in. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, what I mean by that is there's tools out there for PC, like Camtasia, and there's a tool called ScreenFlow for Mac, which I don't see ever going away for that matter. But, yeah. But what this allows is it allows you to screen record. You have a little selection tool, essentially, and you drag on the screen where you want to record, and you essentially click record. And mm-hmm. then you do whatever you want in that window, and it becomes a video file. Yep. But but you can paste that into pages. Yeah. Lickety split. Yeah, yeah. Some of that some of that stuff, like just enhancements with screenshots and screen recording in yes. general, was like really cool. Really cool. Um, dark mode. This is probably the biggest. Oh. <laughs> I know some people are just like cheering like crazy for that feature. I don't. So is dar- it just for working? Or well, time or what? It's um. So dark mode is a system wide. Um, they've they basically rebuilt the UI or have an option to make the UI dark. So, um, all your the Finder windows, all of your any app that you have, um, you know Mac first party app that you have now has a dark option essentially. Where this was huge for developers that use Xcode. Xcode yes. is white uh, background. Oof-da. Developers love oh, dark backgrounds. <laughs> that's rough. And so, really, you couldn't change it to a dark background. Are you kidding me? I'm not joking you. And when they showed a a, a screenshot of of Xcode running, how is this an announcement of advance? I mean, it's advanced, I know, but that is, seems way overdue. I know, I know. Um, so that that's a really great feature. Some people are gonna love dark dark mode where you can just turn it on. You can see. You know your your apps and your system in a dark way, which the dark side is coming, Peter. <laughs> it's funny you say that. Um, our friend uh, Justine, I remember her running things in the shell. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I was like, what? It's so dark. She's like, oh, I like it this way. Yeah, yeah. There's it definitely is personal preference, and um, you'll be able to choose now. So. Um, they've made another cool thing is dynamic wallpaper. So um, the new system is called Mac OS Mojave. I don't remember that. Um, yeah. So like in the morning, your your wallpaper, they have a wallpaper of like the sand dune to signify Mojave. It starts off as light. And then at night, there's like this, you know, it's it becomes dark and it's it's dynamic throughout the day. So kind of a cool little, little side note. Um the thing that you were talking about, though, Peter, that that's taken them, that they're basically announcing a pre-release version, is it's basically a lot of people have asked over the years, is the Mac going away? And they sent this huge slide, slide. No, the Mac is not going away. But what some of the developers have struggled with is I spent all this time building an awesome iOS app. It's it runs great. It works well. People love it. But it also makes sense to have something on the Mac. But if I wanted to have a Mac app, I would have to completely build it separately, differently. Um, so Apple is working on a product or a project to uh, build developer tools, which would allow you as an iOS developer to take your app and um, some things are just going to be done automatically. like a long hold in an app will automatically become a right click on the Mac. 
and they'll just basically put in the framework that will allow you to um, essentially really quickly get your iOS app ready for the Mac. Which, which you know, when they announced that, there was this moment of like, oh, everyone got a little excited, and then they said, "We're gonna we're gonna work on it internally for a year." Yeah, which is which is what Matt what Apple does. Just that's how they work. But I could just I could just I could just hear the air let out of the room. Just that was the only moment where I saw people just like, but I want it now. <laughs> I want it now, Apple. <laughs> and um, Apple's just like, no, we get this again. I'd be polished. Listen, We're not gonna do this. I'm gonna go on a little rant here. That that um, desire from people, I want it now. That's what caused iOS 11. They had to. I mean, they worked hard on. They work hard, super hard, on all these features. But when you keep adding features and you don't have time to like fix the bugs, this is where you get some of these huge high profile bugs. Like, hey, you can easily bypass the password or, you know, whatever, whatever some of the oh, bugs that were happening. Yeah. Autocorrect bugs, you know, that kind of stupid stuff. Like, geez, that, that should have been caught. And so I think Apple is shifting to, um, and I've just kind of been reading some stuff online. So they, they try to do a yearly, They've done a yearly release cycle for major new systems, right? They've done, you know, one year it's iOS 10, the next year it's iOS 11, and this year it's iOS 12. I think they're slowing down, and I think it's a good thing. I think they're going to still have iOS 13 next year, year. and it'll probably have new features, but the following year, it might be iOS 14, but it won't have the flashy features Mm -hmm but it'll be refined iOS 13, which, you know, give me stability any day over awesome flashy features. It's funny you say that. Uh, People, you know, um, I recently worked to uh, bring somebody on um, to help me in with some of the stuff I do. And one of the things I put in my job description was if you have a Mac it will be the best ecosystem because that's what I work in. Yeah. Part of the reason why I work in the Mac ecosystem, why you work in the Mac ecosystem, why my brother-in-law, who is a big fan of Android development, but uses a Mac is because it works. Yeah. And, And that stability thing there's something to that. There is, yeah. And, yep. uh, you know, it's hard for me to actually hear you say that, to be honest, because I'm like, I just want stuff too, but I get it. Yeah. And I and I do realize that's what make Apple, Apple. I mean, this group notif- notifications thing, mm-hmm. I suppose they probably like, you know, fine, we'll just throw, we'll flip the switch mm-hmm. and throw it out there. But if it was buggy and messy, mm-hmm. it would have tarnished the Apple image. Exactly. And uh, that... Yeah, man, that kind of sucks, to be it, honest. It kind of does, doesn't it? It does. Because you're like, because this year with, with rumors, you know, um, keeping up with some of the rumors, um, they were supposed to announce a lot of, like a redesigned homepage, actually, with iOS 12. But early on this year in January, from what we hear, is they had an all-staff meeting or all-hands-on-deck meeting. They're like, we're going to pause 
new feature development. We're going to wait and we're going to fix what was wrong with iOS 11, make it awesome in iOS 12. And again, that's, that's hard as a consumer. You're like, I want the latest, greatest. And you would think, you know, I've developed apps before, like I've built a, you know, help build web apps and stuff. And I know the development process is some of these features are like, they're not, they're not huge to build, but you always have to prioritize the features. And I think Apple has been lately prioritizing the flashy stuff, but it was half-baked. Right? Well. And now they're going back to their core, and I, I super applaud this. I'm like, this is awesome. You're going back to your core of stuff that just works. Yes. You know? It's, well, there's always things that were like, Apple is miles ahead of competition. Yes. But Siri, let's just face it, is miles behind. I would agree. And that's why they hired Google's, uh, they hired, they poached a guy from Google, from Google uh, <laughs> a, AI to run Siri. So I would expect a huge announcement next year for Siri. Which and I'm I'm so glad they announced this. Like this is enough to get us going till oh, next totally. year. Oh, totally. I agree. Right? I agree with Siri uh, shortcuts. But um, next year, you can probably expect to have some really, really major announcements. You know, it's funny you say that because, in all honesty, everything that for the most part I even ask Google right now, I can ask Siri. Yeah, for the most part, still. It's still it's not, not. It's still not maybe as integrated as maybe I want it to be, but. Yeah. Once again, there's that uh, there's this other thing that we have to remember is you you talk about that core thing and privacy is a big thing mm, with Apple. Yeah. If you want to protect the core product and protect privacy, yeah. You're not going to be necessarily on the cutting edge. Yeah. Because that's where you, I mean, I keep telling my parents this and when when their Facebook account gets hacked yeah. or something like yeah. that. And I'm, and I don't know all the details behind that. So this is just, I just want to throw this out there. I'm not trying to say this caused it or not. But when Facebook privacy issue happened, we talked about that, which by the way is like one of our highest downloaded episodes ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The, uh, the situation was is people would download their Android data and realize, oh my word, mm-hmm. it was all in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Android data. Of that stuff was in yeah. there when they connect it. And so you think about that. And then I think, well, mom, Android is segmented. It's so, there's a version, there's different apps for different, it just, and I, and so I can't, I can't help you. I can't protect you on certain things because number one, I don't know. But number two, there's just a, there's just a more unreliability potential risk when you open things up to try to go for the flashiest things. Is that right? Yeah. Is that a great way? 100%. Okay. Yeah. Like you want to have a stable core of the, of the software and then you could build features on top of that core. When you say, Hey, this thing is really cool, but we're going to focus on this flashy thing. But this, this thing that's like really not, not that sexy, you know, no one's going to know about it. Like it's a background thing. Um, they call it technical debt, and this is when a product manager or like someone in the in you know building this product says, "Okay, we'll just wait on that thing. We know we need it, but we'll wait." The problem is technical debt, meaning 
uh, not fixing the, not prioritizing the right feature mm-hmm. really will cost you a lot more in the long run, right? <laughs> it, this, uh, we, I kind of got a little, little tech, technical here, but that's really what I think Apple has done over the years. Like, we need to stay flashy. We need to have cool things, and, and they always will. Even with some of this stuff, like there's some really cool things that right. I thought were flashy, but I'm so glad they went with like, we're going to pause the, the nice to haves and we're going to make the the required things. We're going to make them work so well that you just don't even think about it anymore. You know? So. Is that why? It's, it's funny I say this. I'm like, was it really great? Maybe not, but I just. It, it, you know, one other thing is the beta, I'll just say this, the beta for Watch OS 5. Mm-hmm. I've not had any issues that I can tell, like even it's a watch. But number two, I feel like some things work better yeah. than they did before yeah. Watch OS 4. Yeah. And that's the whole point, I, And Peter. maybe it's just my mind, but I, it's shocking to me. Yeah. Um, I was telling you this morning, my earbuds mm-hmm. connect with the watch. It's just a fantastic experience. But they work. And I don't know. I've, I was having issues before. Mm-hmm. And maybe it was just the user and me. But, uh, but I mean, I was like, oh, man, I wonder what this is going to be like yeah. when Watch OS 5. It works. It just works. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's, that's like my overall, if you liked iOS 11, some of the cool features, but that you felt like they were half-baked, iOS 12 is going to be your favorite iOS release. You're going to love it. Seriously. You're... There's not a ton of flash, but man, do the things work and do they work well? Um, just couple- if you have an iPhone 10 and you get the beta, just realize that probably at least half your apps are not going to work. Yeah, and that's, it'll get better. Just with every better. beta, that's just that's just what it is, you know. A uh, couple of really quick hitters, and then we're we're going to wrap up here yep. with one quick uh, w- with an awesome announcement as, as well at the end. But a mm. um, couple other things that they announced, which I think are really interesting so we're talking about the watch um yes. they have a walkie-talkie app now <laughs> we didn't. with the watch <laughs> what do you think of that i have no idea I can't, <laughs> can't what's it it's called talk isn't it yeah i think it's it's you can you could basically tap okay, on a button and you could do like a walkie-talkie with someone it's, i think it's, i gotta wait for it to roll out it's kind of cool yeah you probably don't have anyone that you can walk you with yet but yeah when um oh no Oh my goodness! It's the actual there? name of it is Walkie Talkie. There you go, there you go. <laughs> um, so that's something to look forward to. Um, they've got another thing. A uh, couple things that they're they're doing is group FaceTime video calls. This is huge for some people. Yeah, you can finally video. I to make sure we highlighted that too. With thirty up to thirty two people in one video. Okay, that was a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I was I was a little blown blown away by that. It, it I'm glad they waited to 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 get it right. Um, the UI is, is a little messy for my taste, but I think they'll refine it over over time. Um, so that's that's something to look forward to as well. Um, just note and with the FaceTime feature, a lot of those things that you do with Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. um, stories of like throwing on filters mm-hmm. and stuff like that changing your face it does that yeah yeah is, is that i don't see that oh yeah the, i don't see that with the current current version on ios 11 
but you can you could add all sorts of stuff yeah yeah that, that's one thing we forgot to highlight well i mean we're just focusing on the tech stuff oh yeah and emojis and emojis they're getting better and then you also have memojis memojis <laughs> Peter sent me a memoji. I sent you a memoji. <laughs> I'm just like, no, you didn't go there, dude. <laughs> but memojis let you basically, it's like a like a bitmoji that that Snapchat has. You can customize your avatar. Your yep. You know, put glasses on, change colors of hair, skin, all this stuff. Um, the kids are gonna love this thing. <laughs> but you need an iPhone 10. So the kids and the kid inside you. Yeah. So that's that's another big thing. Um, I think I want to end on with with stuff is um, they released some really tough. Uh, they got a tough stance on ad trackers in I oh, in Mac. Shoot this this affects you pretty yeah. big time, doesn't it? Well, yeah, we need to. We did a we did an episode a while back on ad blockers. Mm-hmm. Um. And we've not done an, essentially an update to that. Yeah. Which I think probably three months into the, around December time, especially around Christmas time, I'd be, re, or maybe January, I'd be really curious to see what actually, if this did anything. Mm, yeah. But it's, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but the biggest thing here is like, it just came standard. Yeah. They're on Iowa, on Safari. Safari was just like. They're, they're basically declaring a war on all these there's it's it's browser fingerprinting is what it's called yeah where it basically tracks you in a sneaky way so browsers you know they have cookies that you know you visit a site and they leave a cookie on there which the cookie acts as like hey this is peter or this is serge here's what they did it kind of remembers some of the stuff some people like to use like me i use an ad blocker to block the cookies and block some of the traffic not necessarily for it's it's really more of like I'm sick of the ads and some of them are obtrusive and slow down my experience. <laughs> I, I've had Forbes open and I've I've had to mute the tab yeah. just because For, I just I don't Forbes, I, I don't shame Forbes on you Forbes Forbes you're the worst like you are the worst Forbes ads, man, <laughs> think of you this is why yeah this is and so they are really um, actively like basically they are um, they are making um, Ad platforms harder to track you. So, <laughs> Sorry, I'm just imagining Tim Cook being up there, and we decide to roll this out for all of you that go to Forbes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was sick and tired of it. I couldn't take uh, it anymore, yeah. and I'm yeah. just like, guys, we got to fix this. So, uh, ad platforms can actually track you with like, oh, they know a lot of information just by a couple of data points. They can really put, you know, and you know a lot about this, Peter. Yeah, IP address. Yeah. Um, some of the some of the sites you visit, yeah, um, leave kind of a digital what they call the digital blueprint or fingerprint, fingerprint, fingerprint right? Yeah, and even like if you if you don't have a Facebook, this is crazy. You don't have a Facebook account, but you visit a site that does have a Facebook, Facebook. like button. Yeah, it knows about you. It'll track you. Yeah, even if you don't have a Facebook account. Yeah. So Apple is trying to quash that. This is a larger discussion for sure, um, and maybe we'll do a follow up. But you know, after this releases to to kind of walk through that, maybe. Um, <laughs> it, I think it's a good move. Huh? I think it's a good move. You think it's a good move? I think so. I think advertisers and some of these platforms have really, 
betrayed the trust of their users. They've done sneaky things. How will capitalism grow, Search? If we can't advertise. Very simple, Peter. Very simple. <laughs> we will buy from the Russians. <laughs> no, I... I actually don't. I actually, when I when I heard that, I'm like, oh, that's not so bad. Yeah, uh, it doesn't affect me. I use Chrome. Well, yeah, I mean, but I think to myself, how many people use the Chrome browser? Yeah, most the, most people do. Yeah, but a lot of people did. They just you know they just use Safari. Okay, here's here's the kicker though. We're talking about Safari for your phone. We're talking about Safari for your phone and for the desktop too. Right. But I'm just the phone portion is mm-hmm. where that gets a little bit uh, interesting. So. Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna wrap up. Um, we got a special announcement. This this yeah. is something we've been trying to get um, done for a while. Um, if you like Future Break, you're gonna love next week. Next week we're gonna release another episode, a bonus episode. Yes. Um, and this is our first interview that we've had. I can't believe it. Like two years, two years in, we finally got an interview, but uh, it's a good one. We were talking with Sarah Kessler, who is a writer for Quartz, and she's having a book that's coming out here on June 12th about uh, the gig economy. And uh, we didn't know what it was at first, but uh, once you listen to the episode, it, it makes a lot of sense. And so we had a really good conversation with her talking about the gig economy. Yes, I think you're going to... It was very, very helpful and uh, helped me understand a little bit more about the changing workforce, Yeah, which I thought maybe was more limited to millennials. Yeah. And turns out that's not the case. Right, right. Um, And so she... Yeah, she's been living in this. She's been studying this stuff. Totally. And the gig economy... <laughs> the Number one, the book's coming. You need get into just overall the whole concept of the gig economy is right on your doorstep yeah like it's not totally anywhere so so definitely look for that uh, we'll probably release it on monday or tuesday next week um again we we appreciate you guys joining us um you can find us on futurebreak.net yep uh, we are on facebook and twitter at future break pod and uh, facebook at future break where else can you find us peter yes you can find us on your favorite podcast player uh, Spotify, Apple, tune in, Castbox, all those great, all ones. the places. All we the are places. all we are Overcast. All the places. That's my favorite one by choice. Yep. But at the end of the day, um, you know, people ask for reviews. We just want you to share with somebody else. Absolutely. So and leave a review if you if you you know if you want feel to. Inclined. We would I we wouldn't know. hate that. We, we would, would love hate, that. We wouldn't hate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Thanks again. Thank you to the Podglomit for helping making this possible as well. Um, you can check them out. Thepodglomerate.com. Yes. Have a magical day. Take care. <laughs>